right, we are going to finish up First Peter today, do uh, chapters 3 through 5. So it starts off good. You want me to start off with this one? So you yeah, this, sound is, like why, a, a this bad is why man. I said for you to start this one off. So you guys want to go ahead and pause before we get started. Just um, say a little prayer there yourself, your family. Okie doke. Instructions for wives. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. So I'll go ahead and say it. Um, if we are teaching, if we are living it for ourselves and teaching our daughters especially, anything that would have to do with feminism, being a feminist, being you know strong, independent woman to go out and conquer whatever career or do whatever these things are and, and, and all of these different things, well, let's see. Beauty that comes from within beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit and it's the gentle and quiet spirit which is so precious to God yeah. why as women are we not desiring simply a gentle and quiet spirit who cares what's precious to the people of this world what on earth is precious to God <clears throat> why are we doing anything other than this is uh, completely from Satan himself in the lies of this world that well, does not line up with what where our hearts should be. Right, and when I what what this makes me think when I read this is again this makes the Bible timeless, mm -hmm. where this applies to every single generation across. Uh, oh yeah, all he time. wasn't just talking to the people in the '60s. Right, you know, and, and that's what well, and that's what's funny is, is that like, Rome, um, you know. In Greece, in all the area around, you know, all of Asia Minor, mm -hmm. um, at the time was was just so immersed in the same type of things that we have today. You know, the it, this is where it all started. This is where we get it from. This oh, isn't, yeah. This isn't something that doing. we yeah exactly. This isn't something that is exclusive to us. Yeah. This is something that was, this was happening way back, you know, way back then. Nearly 2,000 years yeah, ago. Yeah, so when you think of it, don't don't let people remove your ideas of what this means for today. You were just, yeah. we were just talking about a, a meme before we started this, or not a meme. Well, yeah, I guess it was a meme. Um, um, it showed the 1940s, a picture of the 40s. People oh, yeah. just walking on the street. The transformed it, life just Right, and, yeah. and even in the in, in which modesty and and that was was a very, very important. Very different. And it was very different today. then, yeah. Um, so 
and and don't get me wrong because back in the fort it was horrible their their material is that's when all of that stuff exploded in our country oh yeah um, I you know was it was uh, you know it wasn't in the quite 40s as golden is when it, as we all like right to exactly it was. I mean and I think in the 40s you know uh, after the war when that just it just exploded mm-hmm. um, our materialism so it, it definitely wasn't perfect but as far as modesty goes uh, it's the same type of idea and for women specifically like peter is saying here it's no it's not a definitely not an amish translation here you know you're not required to wear uh, some you know skirt and bonnet and things like this but there's modesty like i said i talked about different things there's there's things that you know that you understand that could be a a stumbling block or that could be perceived as a self-idol mm-hmm. or maybe even be a self-idol to you uh, if well, that you don't know it so exactly and the, I think wearing the focus things here that being... should be tighter than they should be you know um, putting things out there that shouldn't be parts out there that don't well, need to be why out there. is your focus on hairstyles expensive jewelry beautiful clothes like that's not where our beauty comes from and so if that's what we're focused on in our lives and if we're letting the world teach our daughters that that's where they focus that is wrong this is one when we did this with the family that i stopped to virginia and lily and we reread again because this is what you know all these little signs we put up on our kids rooms about you know they can be a princess and you know you're beautiful and you know all of the stuff like that why don't we put these up this is what i want myself and my daughters to be pursuing a gentle and quiet spirit that's what right i want our focus to be and i want them to see Which how important that is because that's what's precious goes to completely God. against oh, everything yeah. nowadays Oh, yeah. In the time that we're living. It's like borderline child abuse to tell your children to pursue that. Oh, you know? for women especially yeah, now, yeah. this is a very, this is viewed as, this is very Well, and difficult. if you look at the whole feminist movement, even within the church, it is not a gentle and quiet spirit. That is not what it is. So why are mm-hmm. you having anything to do with that? Right. I don't care who you're pleasing here on this earth, which is probably yourself, which is an idol of self which is the exact lie that Satan uses, you know? Right. And that's not what we are to spend our time and energy and anything on. So it's incredibly important. Um, In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. This is the funny yeah, note here. Yeah, like people like to oh, all these rules for the women and the men. Nobody. Okay, do you not understand the responsibility God puts on the man as the head of the household? Your prayers will be hindered if you do not do the like. Right. That's pretty serious. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you not understand is, the responsibility that is on a righteous man, a it, godly it, man? Like it's it's. Huge. I'm not asking you because I know you do, yeah, but no, do you it, understand it, the responsibility you have? No, it's and it's something that you need to remain conscious of, and I guarantee you, guys, in the church, most guys in the church have no clue mm-hmm. how to do this or what this means. And it, it, I mean, I know I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, I never was horrible with this. I never was. 
but you never understood the weight. But I just didn't know the weight and definitely didn't know the full um, meaning behind that. Yeah. Um, especially in that, you know, the, it's not written here like that, but it's in the weaker vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, that I like that, you know, better, that word better. Um, you know, and, and using the example of Sarah and Abraham. Mm-hmm. So just go read Genesis and you get the, the, the idea of a biblical picture of a wife. Yeah. Uh, except for a couple little... Little things, but minus a few little important, very important things. But But we're all human. We all mess up. Verse 8. Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. Let me stop you right there because it said that he's going to go into scriptures quoting it. This is, um, I don't know, on the app that we're using. Well, you're reading out of the paper. Does this say all Christians? Like uh, uh, on yours? Oh, instructions for all Christians. Okay, yeah, instructions for all Christians. Mm -hmm. So, again, everybody should have this circled, highlighted... So if you claim to if be a follower of Christ, if you claim to be Christ, a follower of Christ, these are the things that you that should you know should and do be conscious and know. of. Right, yeah. exactly, consistently. And us within the body of Christ should hold one another accountable to the way that we are to conduct our lives, our the words we say, the mm-hmm. actions, our thoughts, our behaviors. All of these are of the utmost importance that we quite literally strive to be perfect in all of these ways every day. That should be our goal, what we're working towards. Right, a humble attitude, tender-hearted. Mm-hmm. These things are are the exact opposite of even how we even how we know how to act. Yeah. And, and as, it goes completely against our sinful human flesh. Right. But we must do that. So um, here in verse ten, he's going to quote um, out of Psalms thirty-four. If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Verse 13. Now who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid can of I, their threats. I'm sorry. Let me. That's a horrible place to stop you. But I just kept couldn't keep stop thinking about um, your prayers mm-hmm. to God. So you'll still be praying to God. But he's turned his face from you. But he's turned his face against you because you're doing evil. Mm-hmm. So this. This shows you that there's there's a God will you this type of life is very specific and you have to live by the it's not faith it's not works yeah but you have it's not to that you live have to work to earn your salvation right but you have to war against the flesh and live against a set of rules mm-hmm. that's very difficult because it goes against we keep in the flesh. So it goes against everything that you know. Every everything when you wake up in the morning, it's everything. The war begins. 
And so it's it's going against it, so it's constantly fighting that. But I think it's the simplest idea to understand. If I tell everyone that I'm a good mom, yet my house is always disgusting and filthy, my children are gross, I'm not feeding them, I'm out partying and leave them home alone all the time, right? If I'm doing all of these things, you're going to be like, you are most certainly not a good mom. Right, you are a horrible right. mother, right. and somebody should step in here for the safety of those children. Right, mm-hmm. that would be a very serious thing. Right. So if you claim I love Christ and I am a Christian, but you do not do the things that one who truly loves Christ should be doing, you don't know God. Then we'll you go do into, not love Christ. Right? We'll go back to our John letters on that. And, yeah, and he says exactly. you don't You're know God. You're a liar. Yeah. So, uh, but so it's not just, that you're working to earn your salvation. Yeah, so, but God will turn his his ear yeah. from listening to your prayer. So this means you'll still be praying, and he'll say, and yeah, nothing is cool happening story, because you're walking in these ways mm-hmm. that Peter gives you an example of in the earlier chapters. That's why I said everybody circle them, write them down. If you're walking against these things, if you don't have a humble attitude if you're ta- if you're doing these things then you might want to reconsider and you might want to reassess because your prayers may be being ignored being ignored yeah. you know so you you, you might want to reassess it and that goes for all of us yeah i mean this can be if if any of us are are continually walking in any kind of evil continually you slip sometimes. You slip, you sure. Mess up. That's where sure. I think. That's where I think sometimes our backslidden idea comes from. Yeah. Is from this where we're we're still believers. We still follow it. We still have turned. We still repent from these things. But then there'll be a little bit something there that you'll continually. I get do. frustrated and say unkind words sometimes. Yes. Sure. And I have oh, to sure, yeah. apologize sure, for that. Yeah. And, turn and away from I'll it. you know we all do that and. Like I said, I, even I have to be careful of when I go off on my rants about certain things. I, I understand. Um, but we also want to make sure that, and that's why I can't we wait to even know that we're, right, yes. we're accountable to truth. Um, 13, I think. Now, who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Key words, guys. <laughs> Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you lived because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good, if that is what God wants, than to suffer for doing wrong. Christ suffered for our sins once and for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison, those who disobeyed God long ago when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. Only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. And that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you, not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of our resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now Christ has gone to heaven. He is seated in the place of honor next to God, and all the angels and authorities and powers accept his authority. 
So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. You have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy, their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties, and their terrible worship of idols. So literally, when you are truly ready to follow Christ, you may have said the prayer before, you may have done the things. When you are truly ready to really follow Christ, you will have had enough and have spent oh, enough God. time doing Oh, God knows. Things. Oh, God knows. I mean, I, from speaking from personal experience, but that's what yeah. I'm saying. When you see what, and that's what you need so to many, especially when we live in a country that is largely a Christian nation, right? Mm -hmm. So many people claim, oh, yeah, I am a Christian. Okay, well, your life does not show me the fruit that this book tells me that true Christians have. Correct. And I can see that by your unkind ways, your love of this world, your being caught up in career and politics and possessions and you know so many different things you can see that those those are not the fruits you're you're constantly telling nasty jokes and sharing gross things and you know you have no problem with locker room talk and all of these other things that is not what a christian is okay no with. It, not at all and you have had yeah. enough of that sinful immoral right. life and you have nothing you've turned away from it you want nothing to do with it yeah, I loved asparagus when I was a kid, but today I'm going to puke if you make me eat that type of a feeling. I want nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. Not going to have it. Verse 4. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do, so they slander you. But remember that they will have to face God, who stands ready to judge everyone, both living and the dead. That is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. So although they were destined to die like all the people, they now live forever with God in the spirit. And here's the verse that I use on pretty much everything that we do. <laughs> the end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. I feel like those three verses there just so sum up mm -hmm. quite easily Everything. our real application of what every day should sure. look like, literally, in our lives. Because the end of the world is coming soon. The end of the world is coming soon. Right, Jesus my is coming. My eyes are on Christ because he's on his way, and that's where my eager anticipation and that's is. Where, and that's where I understand it's hard for people to not be able to put their, their head there or their brain there. Um, all the time, especially people that have normal jobs that aren't able to do this, but, but it still, still needs to be. it, uh, yeah. I mean, every morning you should wake up disappointed that Christ Jesus didn't return. Jesus hasn't gotten you yet, yeah. right? Um, and and maybe today again, it, we think it's so bad to be disappointed or, or to to pray, um, you know, or to give him no rest. It's mm -hmm. not. He tells us to give he tells no you rest. To do it. So, but if we can be disappointed, we wake up in our eyes and go, "Man, dang it." And then get on with our day. But still, we go, man, I really wish that. And then some days when we get up and we feel like crap, we're like, please, will he 
plays but today. Every you know, day, but, if our eyes should be on iHome right. today. But this, anyway, to, yeah, to, to, to refocus the point, right, this should be, this should focus everything you're doing throughout your day. So this should shape your, your attitude, how you treat other people, what you my do. My prayers are that serious. My love right. for every human being I come in contact with is that serious. My willingness to share everything I have is at the utmost important uh, right. because my because eyes are Jesus on Christ is coming back tonight. coming tonight tonight right so right what he's, do i need it for right or he he's he'll be here in five minutes yeah. you know i mean yeah. this kind of imminency you don't know um so but it could be and that's how you and and that's the point is you need to live your life like that because number one jesus is coming back mm-hmm. and number two you don't know if you get tomorrow today could be your last day you don't know that. Right. So why are you storing up things right. in this world, be it money, possessions, focus of goals and dreams and, you know, whatever, right. when because you don't know if you have tomorrow? You, you can't right. change a hair on you, your head. What are you doing? And, and now is the time that you you have to reflect that you are alive and while you are breathing, reflect back and look and, and mm-hmm. make sure because... You don't get another opportunity to do this. You don't do get another opportunity to do better. Or I would have just. Do you know how many? Do you know how many people that that hell is going to have saying that oh, I would do better if I just had another well, that's chance? What? The, the you yellow. Know, or, you only live yeah. once. No, you no, don't only you don't live once. You live twice. But it's either but it an awesome, amazing right. glory with Christ or right. an eternal lake of fire. fire right. So you don't yolo. Yeah. Pick which one. Yeah. You want. Remember <laughs> that you get you get resurrected and judged one way or the other. So that's that's your. That's on you. That's on you. And me and you and you. Know, exactly. That's all of us. Um, not again. I don't want to make it sound like we um, are are talking about lo- like losing salvation. That's I don't believe in that. that sure. That's not what we're talking about here. Um, but we again we believe that you can think that you're a Christian and and not be one. So. Well, Jesus talks about the people showing right. up to the wedding feast ready to go and he's like sorry don't know yet right that's why that's the reason why he do you actually have him if you're not yeah well go ahead first god has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts use them well to serve one another do you have the gift of speaking then speak as though god himself were speaking through you do you have the gift of helping others do it with all the strength and energy that god supplies then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to Him forever and ever. Amen. That's so many. That's so funny because how many how many people do you tell that have the gift of speaking but don't use it for yeah. any building, any any use as if God is speaking. They building. right. They're building for themselves, not yeah. for God. Even within Christian speakers. Right. Yeah. Right. Very talented people. Very very uh, captivating. Very. And they're gaining magnetic. lots of wealth and everything. I was sure. like, that's great, but eh, yeah. I don't think you're quite getting mm-hmm. the point. Verse 12. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. <laughs> Love this. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. I really feel like that's really applicable to to our our Christianity now cuz it's like we freak out in the news when it, by every means we should 
but when these a lot of horrible right stuff, there's a lot of, of horrible things but we 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 just lose our minds when something like that happens in the news that that goes against christianity or goes against um uh you know a godly way of living or yeah or whatever else it may be and, and we go you know they freak out and it was like, hey don't don't be surprised mm-hmm. this is going to happen because the world is not yours yeah so that's like you're 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 saying don't don't deteriorate stop stop trashing well mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not possible well and there's that excitement when we in our personal lives are struggling be it with health uh financial means uh housing food sickness i don't know whatever the things might be that you're struggling with quite literally when you are struggling and things these bad things are happening to you your suffering makes you partners with christ right right that's right. insane right it's it's a i mean it's a privilege it, it doesn't feel like it but once you it will yeah. <laughs> because you, you will definitely appreciate and i know that i appreciate all the different struggles that i've been through very painful struggles on on whatever way that they may have been um and a lot of times you just are very thankful for them because you can see you becoming a stronger person or, or yeah. doing that through it so um but yeah you to share in that glory or to share in the suffering there that christ did is a is a privilege verse 14 if you are insulted because you bear the name of christ you will be blessed for the glorious spirit of god rests upon you if you suffer however it must not be for murder stealing making trouble or prying into other people's affairs but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. Yeah. For the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news? And also, if the righteous are barely saved, what will happen to godless sinners? So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. <laughs> this one is... Uh, yeah. If, for the time has come for judgment. So it's not, don't judge me. Yeah. Or it's like, you're being judgmental in the within the church. Yeah. Right, well, not outside the church, within, within the, church. the church. Being judgmental for the time has come, and must begin with God's household. We have to judge ourselves before we can judge any, even have a conversation about the outside world. Yeah, if we, as the body of Christ, are not holding one another accountable for our actions as followers of Christ within this, then what are we doing you know this this faith this judgment is coming for everybody and it begins within the church right so don't don't that's that highlights the reason why i said that a lot of my rants and things that i go off i'm not saying that i'm always justified in everything but this is what i try to base this upon that now is the time and they have to begin here mm-hmm. and you have to treat it seriously because it's a matter of life and death yeah it's not a game 
eternal life insurance. Eternal life. So if you have somebody that's mishandling it and somebody that's mishandling the whole it's insane message, serious it's insanely right serious and you have to deal with it and, and you can't just be okay with it. Yeah. So. Uh, chapter 5. And now a word to you who are elders in the churches. I, too, am an elder and a witness for the sufferings of Christ, and I, too, will share in his glory when he is revealed to the whole world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you. Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. I have this um, I have this written down to you, but it's, it's one that well, I, I should post a picture one day. You guys, you should see his desk. He has post-it notes, and he writes various scriptures down, and they are everywhere <laughs> in his office so he really quite literally does have these written but down but I that's another credit to uh, John Piper that I give mm-hmm. that but everybody should do that you need to write post scripture down and yeah. post it everywhere on your mirror at, well this freaked out a whole bunch of people I'm sure but well yeah. hey most of us are about minimalism so yeah. put post it notes everywhere of scripture yeah and that's it care for the flock that God has entrusted to you watch over it willingly not grudgingly not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders, and all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Again, literal application to every single Mm -hmm. one of these things. We must be in the word. We must know what the word says. We must apply it literally to our lives. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. I have written and sent this short letter to you with the help of Silas, whom I commend to you as a faithful brother. My purpose in writing is to encourage you and assure you that what you are experiencing is truly part of God's grace for you. Stand firm in this grace. Your sister church here in Babylon sends you greetings, and so does my son Mark. Greet each other with a kiss of love. Peace be with you all who are in Christ. The end. I love all the letters. They're so good. That's one thing uh, I, that's just funny to end on with Peter is that Silas being uh, Peter's scribe, mm-hmm. um, Peter being a, more likely a poor fisherman from. Yeah, not a very educated. Not a very man. educated, mm-hmm. very educated man. But what he was educated in, as you can see in this letter, is he was just educated in 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 God in Christ. In God in, again in, in our homeschooling application, right? And, and that's that's okay. where I was going with it. Is this is <clears throat> this is definitely what he was, and you can see the growth of Peter from you know obviously the Gospels, and then you can see to this man that in this <clears throat> excuse me this rock that thirty years later that Christ promised. 
yeah um that would that uh that he would be mm-hmm. um it but then is, you read, then this, you and read like, this and you're snap, like yep, wow he's gotten is. there so well i think that was good yeah i love this book that was good all right we'll see you guys tomorrow